Welcome to Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Um, I was recently having a conversation. Oh, gosh. I promise you guys, I really do have this many conversations. Like, I'm always talking to people. Um, but I feel like I always say that. Um, I was recently having a conversation with a really good friend of mine. And he um, he's kind of on... The beginning of his healing journey in a way. And he was just kind of like, you know, I just don't know. Like, I feel, I kind of feel stuck in a way. Like, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. He's like, you know, I kind of still like, he's like, he's like, I feel like a junkie because I still kind of want to like reach out to this person. I still kind of want to. And I said, I understand that. Like, I fully understand that. But what I think he was missing or what I feel like maybe I've left off of conversations is in your alone time, while you are working on and understanding the things that have happened to you and processing them and however you need to process them, because we're all going to process things differently. If you know it was a parent that hurt us, if it was a relationship that hurt us, if it was something else, we're all going to process differently. But I think the most important thing to understand about the healing time is it is a time to understand yourself. It is a time to work on yourself. You should be trying to figure out, yes, all these things that happened to me, how do I address it? How do I fix it? But in the other time is how do I reparent myself? How do I fix myself internally? How do I fix the broken child inside of me? And also, how do I better understand who I am so I can move forward? How do I better understand who I want, how I want to explain myself, you know, and, and maybe explain myself as the wrong person or is the wrong thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all want somebody to understand us, right? We're in relationships with people and we we want them, we want them to get us. We want them to be able to say, hey, I see, I see you. I hear you. I understand you. And so in that alone time, we should be doing that. We should be doing our own personal work. We should be choosing ourselves. We should be saying no to things that don't bring us peace. We should be saying no to things that weren't part of our plan, um, our life plan, (laughs) you know, like the things that tripped us up. Oh, no, thank you. Um, We should be working on ourselves. And we should also, to, to, to keep those distractions out of our way, we should also be trying new things. We should be trying things like picking up an instrument or learning a new language, or like I've said before, like take yourself out. Do all these things to get to understand yourself, to get to know yourself so that when this time passes, and I promise you this time will pass, this sad and lonely state, this 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 hamster wheel of life, all these things that just aren't fulfilling us will pass. And on the other side of that passing will come a time when you have to tell someone like, hey, I'm Cassandra. This is who I am. This is what I like. And now we can gather data. But the more you understand yourself, the more you can explain that to somebody else when you are dating so that that person can choose 
well, you know what? I don't like that this person does this. I don't like that this is how this person is. And that's okay. You know, like we have to be okay. I I, I definitely know I've recorded an episode on its unhealthy attachments, but I'll talk about it again if I have to. But we need to be okay with that. We need to be okay that if we get to the point of understanding ourselves and we know ourselves better when we start dating or when we get back out there, when we try to reconcile with the people that we needed a break from, because some people do need that. Um, we can explain ourselves properly. And also we can be able to better understand other people properly. And now we know like, you know, that person and I can't work together. We can't, you know, it won't work for us. And we need to be okay with those, like cutting off those unhealthy attachments too. I think a lot of times we stay with people because of time. We stay with people because, oh, that's my son's mother or that's my daughter's father or whatever it is. And no, we need to be okay with saying goodbye to those people. I remember I was having a conversation with somebody once and I said that like, I don't, you know, I don't care if, even if it's the person I'm madly in love with. If they said to me tomorrow, like, I no longer want to be with you. I'm, I'm okay with that. Old me would not have been okay. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You don't want to be with me? Like, what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. But, you know, now on this side of my life, on this side of really understanding myself and really, you know, having all these clear boundaries, I no longer am attached to anybody. Like my, and I mean, I'd probably still be devastated, but my daughter could call me tomorrow. I'm like, mommy, I just need, I need to be away from you. And I'm like, okay. I respect that. I understand that. And I think those things are so important. Like, I think we don't think about the other side of healing. It's like, I'm stuck. I'm right here. This is it. No, once we get past this, there are, there's a whole new set of, of ways to look at life. You know, one, we don't hold on to attachments anymore because those are the things that literally probably anchored us in the past. Now we're like, I'm okay with that. If new love comes into my life, I'm open to it. But if it leaves, I'm also open to it. That needs to be the thought process in our brains. Like I'm open to both because I'm understanding myself. I know myself. I know what I'm okay with. I know what I won't, I don't want to deal with. I know what I don't like anymore. And nothing, I mean, nothing should be able to break those boundaries that you've set for yourself. Like once you know yourself and you've spent that time and you've done that work, no one can come through and say, oh no, but here I come. I'm going to just do this. No. And if we're doing that, then we skipped a step or we did something wrong and it's back to the drawing board. Really. It's, it's okay. If we, if we fumble, if we fall, it's okay. We have to get back, do the work again and then get back to it. I know that being alone is like, for some people, very scary. It's like, I don't want to be single. I don't want to be this, but this is all for the betterment of your life. So why wouldn't you be okay with it? God promises us beauty for ashes, right? So the things that we went through on the other side of this healing process, on the other side of listening and waiting and and seeking and searching, God says, there's something better coming. I have something so much better for you. Just let go of the unhealthy attachments. Cut off the, the, the bad parts, the parts that we no longer want. I think it's so simple for me because I wake up with this idea of, you know, how can I be better than I was yesterday? Like, what did I do yesterday that I, you know, I wish I didn't do? You know, I, I don't think I'm perfect. I offer, I offer myself so much grace, but it's like, how can I be better than I was yesterday? 
You know, I'm not comparing myself to anything else. I'm not really trying to be anybody else. I'm not, you know, there's none of that, but it's like, okay, well, you know, what is my intention for the day? How can I do better? How can I be a better person? How can I be more like Jesus? Like, I really do say that. Like, what could I do differently? And, you know, I understand that about myself. I understand that every day I'm just striving to be a better person, better than the person I was yesterday or the last week or last time you saw me or the last time you talked to me. I'm always just trying to be a better person. So I think that as we think about that, quote unquote, lonely time, we need to stop, you know, thinking of of it as being alone. And we start looking at it as I'm getting to know myself. I'm getting to, I'm starting to love myself. That's really what creating boundaries is, is really loving yourself. Stop letting these negative thoughts creep in. Stop letting negative people in your life. Stop saying yes to things that you don't want to do. Oh, please don't get me started on that. I'm the queen of no. Like people are like, you just flat out say no. You don't even think about it. I'm like, because I know I don't want to do that. Sometimes I go, I know I don't want to do that. I know that my time could be better spent. You know me and the value of time. I know my time could be better spent doing something else. So I'm quick to say no, but that's me choosing me. And I do say yes a lot too. So to be fair, I say yes a lot, but I say no, no a lot more. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was our, our quick conversation. I, I And I felt like, well, you know what? If he's thinking this, maybe other people are thinking this. I really want to share it um, on an episode. But I also wanted to talk about, you know, in that, not everyone's single who is healing. So maybe this is not for the non-singles, but, but for the single people, especially, um, look at healing as your single time, but look at it as like the, the best part of your single time. This is the best part. You are going to spend time choosing you and no one else. You are going to spend time with yourself and only people who bring you peace. This part of being single is preparing you for the dating part of being single because still you're still single when you're dating, right? But when you get to the part of dating and being single, it looks very different. <laughs> and I mean, I probably would say this more so for women who have done this. And I'm like, always having these conversations. They're like, after I healed, I didn't even want the same person anymore. And I'm like, right. <laughs> Something happened, right? Something happened there. And you were like, I don't even, I'm not even attracted to the same type of guy. And I get that. I understand that fully. I promise you, I understand that fully. But I also think, I think we look at being single as such a, as such as a, like, a, it's like a death sentence for some people. Like, I know I have a few friends who are single, um, women and men. And it's always like, oh, girl, I'm out here. I'm, I'm dating this pee in a dating pool. I think we've done like four episodes on pee in a dating pool. But I'm like, is it that there's pee in a dating pool? Or is it that you're still choosing or looking for the same old things? And if you are still choosing and looking for the same old things, then I'm going to say that to you too. You might have to go back to the drawing board. Because eventually we do get to see and understand truly what will fill us, what will make us happy, like what relationships we want. And I promise you, men, they're not always in the package that we want them in, right? I've talked about this before. Everything that's aesthetically pleasing is not good for you. It's not pleasing to your heart. It's just pleasing to your eyes. 
and I say this for men, but men and women, like we, we tend to choose what looks good and like skip over what's good for us. And I think a lot of times that's because we're not really fully healed or we haven't really done the work right at this part in this, at this point in my life, I want peace. There is nothing that can compromise that. I don't care what you look like. If you don't bring me peace, you are not for me. And I think not enough people are doing that. We're just kind of like settling. Well, listen, he's hot or she's beautiful or she's gorgeous or, you know, she has the BBL that you want. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Um, But, you know, she looks great on the outside or he looks great on the outside. But none of these people are filling us. And not to say that we need somebody to fill us, but at the end of the day, we all want companionship. We all want like that one perfect connection, not perfect, but great connection. That one person that for me, I always say, I want a witness to my life. I want a witness to the great things that I'm going to do in my life. I want somebody to say at the end of the, at the end of my road, like, you know, I was her witness and this is what da, 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 da. And that, like I said, that doesn't always look like what we think it should look like. We're so quick to say, I'm healed, I'm doing good, I'm doing great, and then get back out there into the dating world and go back to the same exact thing. No. Friends, no. Those same exact things didn't work out the first time, right? So why would we go back and do it again? When we heal, we kind of say, okay, well, all that stuff didn't work out. Those things weren't for me. They didn't work out for me. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not so much that you can't be friends with these people or whatever, but there's there's work that needs to be done. If you do all this work and just run back to the same old thing, then why? In Creole, we have a saying, la vie that means like wash your hands and wipe them on the floor. That's literally what you do if you go back to those things. So I think that we need to be more discerning post, and I, I say post-healing, but I don't really mean post-healing because I think healing is something that's constantly happening. We're all still healing and we'll probably all still be healing forever. But I think that once you've taken that time out and you've gotten to know yourself and you've done the work on yourself and all those things, I think that if you really stopped in that alone time and really thought about the person that you want and you made a list, you know, not that I, I don't, I, I don't think lists are good things when we're dating. Cause I think God is like, mm, you want, he has that what? Um, but I think that if, if we, we look at all those things that we made a list and thought about really, once I come out of this darkness, what do I want? And you thought about those things the person you choose then would look so different from the person you choose you chose before in the past. We need to stop looking at the single life as a, as a death sentence and start looking at the single life as an opportunity for us to grow personally. And I say this a lot to young people. It takes some time to get to know yourself. I think at 45, and I think my friends too, who are at my age or within my age, five years younger or older or whatever, will say like, I didn't really, and I can say this, I didn't really start really getting to know myself until my early forties and I'm 45. So really, I just, I just kind of <laughs> understood myself. So let's stop rushing to be in a relationship because everybody else is in a relationship or because it's cuffing season. I think that's coming up in a few months. Right. And it's like, oh, it's about to be cuffing season. And you know, I don't want to be by myself and this and that, like that is just, the worst thing we can do to ourselves 
is choose a mate because you don't want to be alone or choose a mate because it's going to be cold or choose a mate because Christmas is coming. What? Choose yourself. Choose yourself. Christmas is coming. I, for my entire life, from the minute I had a, a single penny in my pocket, if it was my birthday, if it was Christmas, if it was any other holiday where, you know, gifts are to be exchanged, I bought myself what I wanted. And I, I, you know, then I, I'm not sitting here like, oh, I don't have anybody at Christmas time or I don't have anybody. I have me. I have my peace. I have my health and I have my sanity. So I feel like I'm winning here. But I think we need to stop looking at it like, you know, especially young people. I don't get it. Like they're so in a rush to want to be with people and they're so in a rush to want to like, and meanwhile, they don't know themselves. And like, all you're doing is in some ways, <laughs> Just exchanging bodily fluids for for a, a big group of the population. All you're doing is exchanging bodily fluids. That's all. You're not doing anything else. You're wasting time. And again, we know how I feel about how precious time is. You're wasting time, and you're exchanging bodily fluids. You're not. You're not getting to know yourself. You're not really getting to know another person because what we're doing is a lot of times, and I see this with so many young people who jump in and out of relationships. So if it's a group of girlfriends and the girlfriend just broke up with her boyfriend, the girl's like, let's just go out. And okay, fine. Let's have one night of excitement and fun. Great. I'm all for it. And I think if you're sad and you want to be happy, I fully agree with that. I fully support that. But what happens next? What happens after that? You go into something with somebody else, you bring that baggage into that relationship with them, and now it's another vicious cycle and you're going to do it again. And then we just keep doing it over and over and over again until we realize something's wrong with me. I'm not happy. I'm unhappy in my marriage or whatever the case might be. I, I, I really, 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 really urge people like, Stop. Stop just serial dating. Stop just jumping from one person to another. I think the advice that most men give to their to their homeboys after a breakup is like, well, you know, just get with another woman. Like you'll be no process what happened to you. Take the time to take the time out of your busy schedule, out of your life, out of whatever, to understand why you and that person didn't work. If it's something that you know, was you, I mean, it could be anybody. It could have been both of you, it could be one of you, but we need to understand what happened and why it happened and how we don't want to bring that into the next relationship. And I think that's something that men complain about a lot too. It's like, oh, you know, she's, somebody hurt her and then she brought it into our relationship. And I fully agree with them. Like a lot of women and men, but a lot of women bring that emotional hurt baggage into their relationship, into the next relationship. And they blame, this is not what we're supposed to be doing, friends. It really isn't. We need to be taking the time. We need to get to know ourselves. And we need to to pray and meditate and, and look for better guidance, look for better friends. <laughs> the friends that tell you to get with somebody else, I'm like, is this your best advice? Not uh, let's pray or, you know, I'm praying with you. Uh, Jump into bed with somebody else. No, that's not it. And I'm only saying this because I've had these conversations recently with people and I'm just kind of like, why would you listen to this person? And why is this a good idea? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Um, Truthfully, you know, and, and I mean this with, you know, my whole heart. 
if we do the work and we just go back, then we've done nothing. And then you've wasted your time. So I really, really strongly urge people like take the time and take as much time as you need. There's no, there's no limit to, to, to healing. You can heal for as long as you want. And I promise you, as you start to choose yourself and as you start to really love on yourself, that time is going to fly by. It is going to fly by. And on the other side of that is a level of peace that I can't even explain. Like you have to be here to get it. Like just the decisions I make, the way I walk, the way I talk, the things I do, I'm happy. I'm at peace. And I really like, I can't stress how much I want this for everybody that I love and care about, which probably everybody that watches this. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's it on that. I don't know what else I can say. Um, I had a random thought, which is also an unpopular opinion. I know I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but I was, so if you, if you're my friend on on Instagram or any social media at this point, I'm barely posting. I'm barely on there. I like, I might jump in, I might see some things and then jump off. I'm usually on there for like to see kids or food or things like that. But I've noticed I was on my business account. I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, I was like, Oh, I want to post this thing. So I sent her, she's like, Oh, it's so, it's such a great picture. And I was like, yeah, right. And she said, well, you know, you can't just post it. Like you have to turn it into a reel and for it to get any views, you should use like popular songs or you can use somebody's commentary. Like, you know, she was explaining to me, like, you know, you'll see this and that. And I do notice that everybody's doing the same things and there's trends on social media, but then how is that authentic? What's the authenticity in me taking somebody else's words and then, uh, what is it? Lip syncing them or whatever. Like what's the authenticity in that? Make me understand. I know this is an unpopular opinion. Young people love it. One of my little sweethearts that I love to death, Amaya, I'm sorry. She does a lot of them. I mean, she's so cute when she does them. So, you know, I'm like, like, I'm not judging, but I just don't get it. Like, how does that make us individuals? I feel like social media is taking away our individuality in, in some way. If all we're doing is following what the trends are, or what the algorithm is going to see. Like you have to do a real, you have to I ended up not posting the picture, <laughs> short story long. Um, but I thought about that and I was just like, is social media making us less social? I don't know. It's just a random thought, something I thought about, but it was like, it's so weird. Like how, how are we being individuals if we are just literally taking somebody else's words. And then, and a lot of the times we're doing the same thing. We're doing the same dances. We're doing the same movement. We're doing the same thing. Like somebody slamming the door and saying this, like, I don't get it. I'm so confused by this. Somebody explain it to me like I'm four because I just don't get it. Um, anyway, that's my show. Thank you for watching. Um, thank you for listening. If you're listening, thank you for watching. If you're watching, um, if you follow me on, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I think it's CXC underscore podcast. If you want to join, if you want to talk, blah, 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 all the details, CXC podcast at Gmail, curated by culture. If my other business is curated by Cassandra, blah, 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 all that stuff. I don't know why, but somebody said you always have to add that. So I'm adding it. Also, I want to add 
my number one fan. I want to say hi to my number one fan. My mom, <laughs> my mother watches me faithfully, like I'm on channel seven or something. And so I just want to shout you out. Hi, mom. Love you. Call me. <laughs>